Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. The best niches for people to start investing are niches that they really like. It's a location, a town that they think is up and coming, that they see that nobody else sees. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. My mom always said it's rude to keep people waiting. Well, best ever listeners, that's exactly what you're doing if you're not funding your deals with our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that matches up your deals with accredited and institutional investors who want to invest in your deal. Patch of Land literally has thousands of investors ready to fund your next deal. You don't want to keep them waiting, do you? And guess what? It's a lightning quick process too. In fact, the average Patch of Land loan closes in just seven days. Is a five to seven day close faster than how long it currently takes you to close on financing? And just think, wouldn't it be wonderful to have all of your financing needs taken care of for all of your deals? How many more deals could you close if you already knew where the money was coming from? With Patch of Land, you no longer have to worry about the financing part. They've got it taken care of for you. Go to Patch of Land and find out how to get your next deal funded by the thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Go to patchofland.com. That's P A T C H O F L A N D.com. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Craig Coppola. Hi, Craig. How you doing, Joe? Good to be here. Hey, glad to have you, and I'm doing well, and I'm excited to have you join the best ever show. and Craig is joining us from Phoenix, Arizona, where he is the top producing office broker in Lee & Associates' 35-year history. He has completed over 3,500 lease and sale transactions in the past 30 years, totaling a value in excess of 3.5 billion bucks. He is the author of How to Win in Commercial Real Estate and the Art of commercial real estate leasing. And those are two separate books. It kind of blended them in, but those are two separate books. And he's been awarded Office Broker of the Year six times. So we have a seasoned and well-respected expert in our midst. And I'm excited to talk to you, Craig. So with that being said, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? 
Yeah, I've been a broker for 30 years, but I've also been a real estate investor for 20 years. And I think what you're looking for today is how do I, how do you take that brokerage background, which is great, you're out there selling and buying and leasing for other clients and turn it into myself. And that's what I've been doing. And that's what really excites me now is how I'm growing my own personal portfolio, which is all what we all want to do, right? Absolutely. And you, you just nailed it. You should, you should actually be the host of this episode. <laughs> that is exactly right. So you got me pumped up. How do you do it? How do you take that experience that you have and turn it into you know, being an investor on, and making things happen and growing your own portfolio? Well, I think the first thing that you want to do is you, you've got to take the leap, right? And there's no shortcuts to learning the market and to winning in commercial real estate. So I, I have a thing that says we have to honor the process. And the process, it's outlined in the book, the first book, How to Win in Commercial Real Estate, is, you know, there's just a process. You have to learn the market. You have to focus on what your goals are for your passive income. You have to focus on your specific sub-market. And you have to really work the fundamentals. I think if you're a fundamental guy in our business, uh, you're going you're gonna to ultimately lose. And more importantly, and I think this is the exciting part, for you and for me and for anybody else in the commercial real estate market is that our market is not an efficient market. And what I mean by that is all those things that the statisticians always say about the stock market is not true in the real estate market. And I'll give you one stat that shows you that if you took the top three commercial real estate brokerage companies in the world, which is CBRE, Jones Lang LaSalle, and another company called Newmark Frank, if you took their entire market share, it's less than 19%. And so this, our market is very, very um, fragmented, and it gives fragmentation gives us opportunities, and you get opportunities by learning the marketplace. So learning the marketplace seems like that is. I mean, I I knew that, and and I think the best ever listeners like, okay, we've got the marketplace. What are we, um, what are we looking for in the marketplace? Well, here's what you, so there's, so there's lots of opportunities out there. When you say, you know, the marketplace, most people say, yeah, I know the market. Hey, it's this many square feet, that many square feet. But when I, when I talk about learning the marketplace, I mean the micro marketplace, the specific sub market where you live and work, where you want to buy, what kind of product type you want to buy to really drill down into this, not a macro standpoint. You know, one of the things that's happened in our information agent, this is an example of it with all your viewers and readers or your listeners there's tons of information out there, but information is just one part of the business. You have to turn information into data, and data has to turn into actual reporting, and actual reporting has to then turn into wisdom. And the wisdom that you get from really getting inside a micro marketplace is, is unparalleled that you can get, and you can't get on the outside. So if you think you're going to go out and say, okay, today I'm going to buy a retail property on the west side of town, tomorrow an industrial party on the east side of town, and then I'm going to dabble in multifamily, I believe that it's very impossible to do that because you can't know enough about the marketplace to actually really exploit it. And you're just out there making offers with the other 900 million other folks out there. So I believe when you start talking about knowing the marketplace, I believe that you have to really know exactly what you're trying to do and really narrow it down specifically to individual sub-markets in terms of location and individual product types so that you can really then exploit the market. When say say an investor lives in, I'm going to use New York City because I live in New York City. Um, are are we stuck investing in New York City, or can we invest in other markets even though we don't live there? Because you know, since you mentioned, we need to know not only the market but the sub market and make sure we know the product types within that market and 
kind of see everything as it's happening? It's a it's a great question. The answer is long term. No, as you as you as you ultimately uh, acquire the knowledge, and this is for people who are seasoned. I do believe that if you're just now getting into the market, if you're if you're just now starting out, that the best way to do that your first buys, if you will, are going to be in the markets that you know and can understand and can learn. I do believe as you get experience and like you in multiple years and you're buying certain product types and you know exactly what you're looking for, you can go into other markets and do that. But the experience, the experience gained in acquiring other properties, I don't think you in New York City can come to my market, buy a product and beat me on a deal because I know the market. I've been here 30 years. I've done a bunch of transactions. So I think I'm going to win unless you want to overpay for it. So I think ultimately over a long period of time, if you said to me, hey, Craig, I only buy, I'll give you an example. I know a guy who only buys metal industrial buildings, really weird niche, or and, and he, but that he knows that. So if you said, hey, I'm going to go out and buy this and I'm competing with Peter Douglas, uh, then that, I think Peter's going to beat you on that transaction. I think Peter would beat me and I think you would beat me on those transactions <laughs> as well. <laughs> If I tried to buy in your market, I guarantee you, you both would beat me on those transactions. Right. So, but everybody comes in and there's tons of money out there, right? There's always money chasing deals and we don't want to be money chasing deals. We want to find a little opportunity. You're going to, you know, obviously the deal that we talk about, the deals that I have bought, and I just sent out an, an email that talked about this. Charlie Munger, who is, you know, Warren Buffett's partner says, you know, they're really patient. They wait, wait, buy. And then when they find the opportunity, they pounce on it. And they're the best investors in the world, right? Richest, one of the richest guys in the world, Warren Buffett and his partner. And when I read, read that he, this is his advice, and this is the advice that I give to commercial real estate, it's wait and find. There are tons of opportunities out there, but you have to really get inside your niche and know what it is. And then once you know it, then you can go start acquiring. How do you think, so if someone's starting out in commercial, and I know this is a, a kind of a, a broad question for you, but someone just starting out in commercial real estate investing, what do you recommend that they do in order to for them to determine what type of commercial uh, real estate or product type they should invest in from you know storage units to multifamily to metal industrial buildings? How, how should they go about that? That's a great question. And one of the things I think we, we, uh, we learn things that we're excited about. So, if if you're not very interested in doing duplex transactions, I ran into a guy, I don't know, I was doing some book signing thing, and, and I ran into a guy who had bought 200 or 250 homes, and he was just worn out. It didn't, it didn't excite him. So I think if you said, hey, I'm really interested in the retail side of the business or small local owners of retail shops because I like – I like dealing with the owner of the company, or I like AAA credit tenants, and therefore I want to look at only land. I just looked at a land lease that McDonald's sits on. It's the things that you would be interested in that you're going to spend your time in, because this is a business that's long-term. You're going to make your money over a long period of time, and there's tons of money to be made in real estate, but there's no get-rich-quick schemes. And as you know, that's probably what you, you people hear over and over again. And, but, and I believe that the best niches for people to start investing are niches that they really like. It's a location, a town that they think is up and coming, that they see that nobody else sees. In your marketplace, there's tons of that stuff. And I just sent out this email on the, you know, the floating city that you're going to have in New York over the rail yards. And you know that's coming. And but there's going to be markets around that where they're putting in billions of dollars 
that may be a couple of streets off today that you could be exploring because you really like the floating city idea and you see that coming. Does that make sense? Absolutely. When, when you know, your expertise um, is in office, in the office space, right? Correct. Is that your focus? Yes, sir. What, what would be in, what would be something surprising or something you think the best ever listeners would find surprising about your area of expertise? I think that, I think the most thing that they surprise that they find surprising if they acquire an office building, that almost all of your profit comes from your leasing activities, not from the, you know, certainly you, you make your money on your buy, but the leasing is what really it really adds the value, and that's a natural thing because that's what gives you the cash flow. But when you don't, when you break down the leasing, it's really—I'll give you one thing that I think everybody underestimates: it's the cost of renewals and retenanting office space. Biggest surprise everybody has: like, no way! I think I could have renewed that tenant for the five dollars a foot, and the answer is no more. It's more like fifteen dollars a foot. So there's a ten dollar a foot disconnect between what people find surprising and what they don't. And the other thing I think people would find very surprising is there are tons of small buildings out there that are available and tons of small tenants that like to do business with owners that they can talk to. There was an interesting guest that I had on the other day and he talked about how they had they had a lot of of office buildings and they were losing money. So what he did is he went in and uh he leased the or he made an agreement with the tenant and they would become equity owners in it, uh, and then every every so often he there was a five percent increase, and then ended up accelerating the uh, mortgage of the you know uh, of the loan, and he would become equity partners. Have you seen creative structures like that in the office space, or is that is that a typical structure, or, or is that you know because I know with multifamily you can get as really creative as your brain allows you to. Yes, and in, in office it tends to be a little less creative, and I'll tell you why. Most of the most of the tenants out there aren't controlled by sole proprietors or people that make those decisions. Let's say um, if you have a national tenant, then they're not going to be able to do that. But if you're if you're investing in buildings where you're doing deals with a state farm agent, say that owns his own practice, he can invest in that building. And the answer is yes. We went through the last cycle, one of the biggest boom and bust what we call office condos, where all these state farm agents and other small proprietors, uh, there was a whole building boom of people building, let's say, 10 small buildings that range from five to 10,000 square feet in a complex with common area parking, and then they were buying that. And then, and there are some owners who have been giving equity to tenants, and you have to have the right niche to do that. But in our own market, with one of the largest developers in the country is the Ryan Company out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. They have a big office here, and they built for their own headquarters at 39th Street in Camelback. They built a building, and their anchor tenant is our local Shamrock, which is a, the dairy. They sell the milk. But they, they brought them in as equity partner, and it's just been a heck of a deal for them because they've ridden the last cycle, and, and because their anchor tenant was their partner, they didn't lose the building. The anchor tenant understood that the leasing was going to be slower, and it was good. If you can get that kind of a transaction uh, done, I would say excellent, excellent to have your tenant as your partner and give them some equity as it grows. It's a, it's hard to do, but it's a great strategy. Craig, we've talked so much already about with like good information, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. And I've been taking notes. I'm going to summarize it at the end, and we might have already covered your best advice ever, but I'm going to officially ask you that. 
So, Craig, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Well, my best advice is to honor the process. There are no shortcuts in learning the market and in winning. And so if you can honor the process and you're committed to doing this, the harder you work, the more success you'll have. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Could you do more deals if you had more money and didn't have to waste time looking for financing? Are you ready to scale your real estate business and do more deals? Well, let's make that happen. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is ready to fund your next deal. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that has thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Find out more at patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com. Okay, Craig, best ever book you've read? Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert Persig. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? I got drafted right out of college by the Minnesota Twins and played professional baseball, and it was the first time in my life at 21 years old that I realized long-term goals are achievable if you put your mind to it, and, you got, and ever since then, it's the same thing that I've been doing for the last 30 years. What position and uh, what happened with the career? I was a first baseman, and the Twins the next year drafted a guy named uh, Ken Herbeck, who was a local Minnesota guy, went on to play 15 years in the big leagues, and Craig got into the real estate business. I think it worked out well for both of you. That's right. It, good things happen. Yep. Yep. Best ever success habit you practice? I get up at 4 a.m. Saturday morning and I work from 4 until I'm done. Every Saturday morning is if I'm in town. Best ever deal you've done? I did a deal with Robert, Robert and Kim Kiyosaki, the guy who wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad, is a client, an investor of mine, and we bought a building at 32nd and Camelback in Phoenix. It's a 24-hour fitness sitting on five and a half acres. We own it now. It's our 12th year we've owned it. We're getting a 20% cash yield, fully amortizing loan, and when the, when the loan's up and the lease's expire and they're within two months of each other we're on it free and clear boom boom best ever project you're most excited about right now i just did two transactions last year that are over 20 percent cash flow and i'm most excited about the passive cash flow coming from those exciting best ever quote all right marianne williams a little bit longer if you've heard this before i love it our greatest fear our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful we can measure it is not our light, it is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing in line about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. What's that mean to you? Going deep on you. It means, you know what, we wrote these books and you're out there putting yourself out there and people, they can take shots at you and do these things, but we, we want to go out there, we want to be the best that we can be every day and we want to share ourselves. If you, you and you have things to give to your re- readers and listener, or your listeners and I had some things I wanted to share. It wasn't because I was trying to promote myself. I didn't write the books that I wrote and get out there and do these kinds of things because I want to pump up Craig. I want to share some stuff. I spent 30 years and 100,000 hours of my life learning this stuff, and I want to get out there and share it. And sure, there's people under my market taking shots at me because I wrote some books and 
and do this kind of thing. But I really believe that we we need we're born to be great, and I want everybody to be great around us. What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Getting a loan on land, raw land. Will you explain that? If you buy property that's a land that doesn't have any cash flow on it, no shot for cash flow, you're you're going to just keep feeding it and feeding it. If the market turns the other way on you, then you still have this loan. So we bought some land in, in, in the last cycle, and when the market went down, we're feeding that. We're on it seven, eight years, nothing. It's just Dan Sullivan, my coach of 20 years, says never buy anything that eats while you sleep. And land eats while you sleep. What's the best ever place to reach you? My email, C Coppola. So it's C C O P P O L A at LeeArizona.com. L E E Arizona, A R I Z O N A dot com. And what about those books? Yeah, you can buy the books on Amazon. So there's another Coppola that writes books, but it's not on real estate, or my third book called The Fantastic Life Son as well. And uh, you can go to Amazon.com and have them all. And best ever listeners, I'm also going to link those books to the show notes page. So you can simply just click that link and go check out those those two books and go buy them. Craig, this has been fantastic. I wish this format would allow us to do multiple hours because I feel like, you know, having a conversation with you, I know having a conversation with you would just yield incredible insights. And I might actually have you on the show again, even though I haven't done that because I just have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and, you know, going into it, you know, seeing your background in the office space, I was interested to see where this conversation would take us. And you just right out of the gate. I mean, you know, you just, just like, let's talk about how my, my brokerage experience is directly applicable to investing. I was like, uh Oh, here we go. Now we're talking. (laughs) It's just truly was a pleasure. And, you know, some specific things that I, I took away from it was, number one, your your best advice ever with honoring the process. There are no shortcuts. There, you know, work the fundamentals, learn the market, know what your goals are. And, you know, how you mentioned, you know, the 19% stat where they take the top three commercial real estate brokerages and they own less than 19%. So it is in a completely inefficient market and there is a lot of opportunity, but you have to know the markets and you have to really hone in on your craft and narrow it down to the submarkets and product types that you're most interested in and build up from there. So as you said, I mean, you, you would recommend that people starting out in commercial invest locally and learn the business that way firsthand. And, you know, really the other thing that you mentioned that stood out from an office standpoint, but everybody underestimates the cost of renewing the leases with the tenants and making the money on the leases is where you make your money in office. And I, I don't, I haven't heard that before. And I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned that. So thank you so much for being on the show and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.